Hello, everyone. It is good to be in front of you on this Sunday morning. I am excited about the word that God has given me, helping you and me live a blessed life. Before I dive into us, let me just make this statement. Pray for your nation. Pray for the things that are going on. There's attacks in the demonic force. There's anointing of God manifesting, and it's meeting, and there's a battle. But you know, and I know, according to the Word of God, we win. God's got His hand on the United States of America. We began a series quite a while ago called Living a Blessed Life. But I want to start and begin with a question. Here's the question. Have you ever heard this phrase, open heavens? Well, let me tell you biblically what the Bible says open heavens are. It refers to the blessing of God. As we're talking about the blessed life, God has set up something that allows the blessing of the kingdom of God to manifest in your life and in mine. So let's read Deuteronomy 28, verse 12, and it says this, The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. This says that Father God will open to you his good treasure. Now, the question is, how? By opening the heavens to or for us. So in reality, God wants to open up the heavens over our families, our marriages, our health, and everything regarding life. Bottom line, the heavens... He wants to open the heavens and bless our ministry at Valley Community and bless you individually with the gifting that God has given you. So let me begin now by explaining open heavens. Some of us have been caught in a rainstorm while driving. Doesn't happen as often in California, but you've been caught in a rainstorm at times. When the rain stops, what can happen is the clouds open up and the sun shines and we say, oh, the heavens are open. That's not what the scripture is talking about when God opens heavens. Heavens open is when the rain is coming down so hard, you get totally drenched. And in getting totally drenched, that's the type of blessing the kingdom blessing is, is that you will be drenched fully with God's prosperity. It's like being in the mall. Have you ever been to the mall and it's raining? And you're standing at the door and you're thinking, "Uh, well, I can wait. And then finally you look and you think, man, that rain's not going to end. I got to get going. So you open the door and you run as fast as you can to your car. By the time you get in the driver's seat and close the door, you got 
water dripping off your nose and just you're drenched. That's the blessing when heaven is open to you. So the question then is, could you stand to get completely soaked or drenched in God's blessing? Yeah, I think so. To get completely soaked in your marriage, all of a sudden in your marriage, there is a love and a kindness in your lives together. Can you handle your children and your grandchildren? Those kids becoming completely soaked in the blessings of God because you understand what it means to open heavens. Soaked relationship, soaked jobs. Everywhere you walk, the blessing of God is there. God has promised that, but there are some things that you and I must think, must know, and must have in our spirit that we walk in it on a daily basis. And I'm going to show you biblically what the Bible tells us how that happens. It's where God is soaking you with open heavens. Another question, huh, have you ever been at a place where the heavens are closed? That has or can happen in your life as a believer. Maybe you're at a place where things are going wrong. One disaster after another. If that's the case, There are things in the Bible that we can do or become to open heavens. So there are three things I want to talk to you about. I want to keep this pretty simple. The Bible keeps it pretty simple. So the first thing we can do that God has set in his word to open heavens is prayer. We can literally move God in opening heavens. God has set up the law of prayer in his kingdom. See, God has set it up in prayer just like he set the law of gravity. It is always there. It doesn't change. The law of gravity doesn't change. God set the law. He set the law of the blessing of open heavens. And he said, now, if you want the heavens to be open, prayer is one of those things that moves me to open heavens for you. See, hear me out. The law of prayer was set up by the Almighty, the creator of all. He decided to limit his movements on earth to primarily when his people pray. God moves when we pray his word. God moves when we pray his heart. Why did God do that? Here's my answer. I don't know. That's his wisdom, not mine. That's what he set up. And you and I must recognize is that God set it up perfectly. The good side, if we pray, we will see him move. You can pray and we can see things change. Now, most of us know when Jesus was baptized, the Bible tells us that the heavens open and that the Holy Spirit descended as or like a dove. But many of us don't see in that scripture 
when he was baptized, that the story, there are four words for you and I to see. In Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, look at this. It says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. But notice these four words. And while he prayed, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened. While he prayed. We're looking at the baptism, which is wonderful. I Just last year, was with a bunch of people from our church uh, on the River Jordan, and we were, we were baptized. How awesome that was, that Jesus was baptized in the same river. But in verse 22, it says, And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased." Notice it doesn't say, like a dove, the Holy Spirit descended. We always quote this backward. It says the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove. When the heavens open, the Holy Spirit comes, and that's why we are blessed. It opens up the literal promise of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we pray. Jesus prayed, and the heavens were opened. Remember Deuteronomy 28 that we just read. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, the blessings of God, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Can you handle everything you put your hand to being blessed? How about your health? How about your business? Your marriage? Just everything you touch is blessed. Oh, pastor, I, you know, I mean, life is life and we're living in this world. Hey, I'm not telling you my opinion. I'm giving you what the Word of God says. Again, these four words, and while Jesus prayed. Prayer opens the heavens. Jesus goes down and is baptized, and then he prays, and while he prays, the heavens were opened. James 5, verse 17 and 18. Elijah was a man, listen to this, with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Notice a nature like ours. Elijah wasn't Superman. I'm not talking about us being Superman. He was just like us. How many of us can look at just like me and notice there's some failures and there's some faults in my life? Yeah, there is. So you and I can pray and see see heaven open too, even though we have a nature like Elijah's. 
The only difference between Elijah and us is literally, we have it better, we have the Holy Spirit residing in us. So the conclusion of this point, your prayers can open the heavens. Watch the webpage because this coming week I will be announcing something for the men that we will be doing on a Sunday morning. We'll be doing it through the phone and we are going to be praying together. And I'm going to be asking every man, your neighbors, any man, young men, children who have the ability to be on the phone and and to be able to pray with us, they're invited too. We're going to begin opening heavens in our lives, in our marriages, in every area of our life. And we will be announcing that for next week on the webpage. Prayer is talking and is also listening. And that's how you get wisdom and understanding, and it's called hearing God. See, prayer is not just talking and praying in tongues or, or all this. Prayer also is listening, hearing the voice of God, hearing the wisdom of God, to sit quietly before the Lord. Sometimes us, us men, you know, we, we think when prayer happens, you just got to always be talking. No, you don't. No, you don't. Go back into a closet somewhere and just begin to listen. Say, God, I've never listened for your voice before in my life. But after this message that pastor is speaking, I want to start. I want to hear your voice. And you know how excited God will be? Let's go to my second point. The second point is giving. In Malachi 3.8, this is God talking and he never changes. I get really tired of people that say, well, that was the Old Testament, that was the law, that was all the different things. And I sit with people and I can discuss with them and bring them to to the New Covenant and it, it talks about tithe and everything in the New Covenant. And then sometimes people just want to argue and I won't argue with you. I don't argue with people. I will bottom line talk about Scripture, but I'm not going to argue about things. So if you email me, that's great. I'll answer you, but I'm not going to argue with you. And I want to tell you, this is so important. And sometimes because we have false understanding of the tithe and giving, we have closed heaven on our lives. In Malachi 3, verse 8, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, he says. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now look what he says in verse 10. Bring all the tithes in the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. There it is again. And pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Jesus, the Lord, the Father, Holy Spirit tells us, just test us and see that I will open the heavens. He says, bring all the tithe that there may be food in my house also. So the question is, 
Do you like the food, the teaching you get at Valley? Well, let me make a statement about that. Someone is paying for it. Pastor, what are you talking about? Someone is paying for this building, for the staff, for materials we use, for the cameras that I'm looking at right now. Someone is paying for this. Actually, someone is paying for me to study and pray during the week so I can give you this word. And we need to understand that God's not afraid to talk about money, and neither am I. So you get food on Sunday is because faithful people tithe and give. So the question is, are you one that is paying for all what God, God's church is doing? What are you giving? See, Acts 20, verse 32, says this. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me, just like what I just said about Valley. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down, look at this, and prayed with them all, wanting heavens to be opened over all of them and their giving. Now, I just need to bring this out to the church. And, and I know we have a lot of other people that don't attend Valley. We welcome you. So glad that you're continuing to enjoy. Many people are sharing this, and it's going all over the world. And I want you to just hear my heart as I say this, and it's through the leading of the Holy Spirit and what Scripture says. Some just enjoy the giving of others and are not receiving. Those not giving are not receiving anything. That's why the marriage possibly isn't getting better. Nothing is changing because you're not receiving, you're just enjoying. In your life, you invest in how you look. From makeup to clothes to cars to you name it. You invest in where you live. You invest in what you drive. But some don't invest in their spiritual life. Scripture says, so that there may be food in my house or being fed spiritually. See, there's such an importance of giving. Yes, I can go on, and I have in other series, talk about giving to the poor and talk about giving in many different areas of life. But in being fed spiritually, tithing and giving is about us, not God. God doesn't need it, but he wants you and your heart. 
In Matthew 6, 21, it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Heaven's open to those whose heart is stayed on him. God said this, (laughs) not me. He has my heart, though. In Joshua 6, verse 19, it talks about how it's consecrated. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Joshua 7, 11, it's a curse when not given. Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived, and they have also put it among their own stuff. See, God is just talking about life stewardship. That God has given us the kingdom of God and we are to steward what is his and what is ours. Every time you receive money, God sees your heart. God doesn't care how much stuff you have either. He doesn't care how many cars you have, how many homes you have. He doesn't care how, how much toys you have to play with. He doesn't care how many guns you got. He doesn't care any of that. What he cares so much for is that if the stuff has you, if the things that you have, the things that you do, that it keeps you from stewarding well what is God's. It's about closed heaven or open heaven. See, there's a lot of times people live in their life and for a season, heaven's closed. Wonder where God is. He's always there. But he's made a law in the kingdom of God of prayer and of giving. And heaven's closed. And then all of a sudden we understand that and we begin to do what God has called us to do and then heaven's open. And then we live in that lifestyle that's so good. God begins to bless and all of a sudden there's so much there, so much to work with from giving to our giftings and, and ministering and volunteering and doing all the things in the kingdom of God for the church. But I, I don't want to live my life Closed heaven, open heaven, closed heaven, open heaven. Do you get what I'm trying to say there? And that's what God is saying. He's saying, I'm watching your heart. And I'm seeing how amazing you are. So many of you. Oh, we have so many in the church that are so faithful in so many areas from prayer. Last night, I I received a text uh, in the morning from someone They knew I was up praying too. And they were praying and we joined together through text in prayer. And I was so proud of those people because I knew they had settled their heart to pray last night. Here's the third that opens heaven. Obedience. Deuteronomy 11, verse 16 and 17 says, Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, And you turn aside and serve other gods 
and worship them. See, sometimes we get off worshiping other things. Verse 17, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens. See, that's what I'm talking about. And he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. The other day I was talking with Terry, and I was telling her how amazing she is, how beautiful she is. And I was just telling her how blessed it is to live kingdom lifestyle. Not everything's perfect in my life. And I'm like Elijah. I got faults. I get, I've made mistakes. Yeah, through the years I've sinned. But the question is, if obedience opens the heavens, then that means disobedience closes the heavens. Man, I read that and I looked at that and I said, wow. But pastor, you're a pastor and you stand up and you preach the word and probably heaven's open all the time for you. Really? See, I'm like you and you're like me. There are times that disobedience of things that I know that I should or should do that I don't do. See, I'm not talking about, you know, some awful, deep, dark sin. I'm just talking about disobedience, of knowing what to do, knowing not to get into offense. We've been talking about it in this series. And choosing not to be offended, even though someone has done me dirty or someone has done me wrong. See, all through the Old Testament, Israel was obedient. The Bible tells us, heaven's open and all the blessings of God. And they were rejoicing with God. And then Israel became disobedient and the heavens were closed. Obedience means God has you and you must understand God wants you. God loves you so much. God loved you even when you were in the world. And now you're born again. Now you're serving the Lord. Now you're tithing. Now you're giving. God wants to bless you. He just wants you. And it's our choice to make sure that God has us. And that comes through prayer, giving, and obedience. God loves people and he will orchestrate things to get you back in obedience. Some people, again, as I said earlier, they live an open and closed lifestyle of the heavens. Why not just give it all to Jesus? Right now, with all the stress and all the stuff going on with the pandemic and all the stuff going on politically, all the stuff going on in your home, maybe a child has gone astray, whatever is going on at work, all this stuff that's climbing all over you, the attacks of the enemy. You learned how to handle that last week. But let me tell you, in obedience means trying to hear God before we make a decision and being willing to back up if we miss it. There have been times I've gone home and I thought, 
man, I missed it in that situation. God, what do you want me to do with this? And sometimes it means backing up and re-going over it and getting it right and doing it right. Maybe you've blown up at work at your boss. Maybe you've blown up at your spouse. Maybe you've got angry at the church because the church won't open. We just need to be stronger. No, 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 no. No, we need to be obedient to those that are over us. Not only in government, but also in our organization that we are in. And we need to be people that know that God can do anything even if the enemy is stranglehold everything, has just put a stranglehold on a lot of things in your life. You were working overtime because of how the economy was before the pandemic. You were making more money. You were able to enjoy things. You were going on trips and you were enjoying your grandkids, all these different things. And then now all the stuff is just climbing all over you and you're wanting to be offended. Some of you might want to be angry because I talked about giving. I talked about the tithe. See, I'm not talking about being perfect, just obedient. Having a heart for God and with that heart, as Pastor Dan comes up, with that heart, what you do the best of your ability, being led of the Holy Spirit, you pray, you tithe, and you give in so many different ways. And then you become obedient. You settle in your heart. God, right now, that just doesn't look like a lot of fun to do that. But I know you're telling my heart to do that. So I'm going to be obedient to you, expecting the heavens to open. The blessings of God to overwhelm me. Yeah, some people may have even used me during this time. Maybe some people even said some awful things about me. That's okay. But I want to live heaven's open lifestyle. How about you? Church family and all the guests that are on, I really care about you. I really believe in you. I believe in what God called us to do together, to preach the kingdom of God. But I want us all, as a pastor, I want us all to enjoy the blessings of God. Love you, family. Have an amazing day. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Gary. It was a tremendous message. As I was sitting there listening to Pastor Gary preach this, I just heard the uh, Spirit of God that just wanted me to pray over our congregation. There may be some listening today that uh, you've grown cold in your walk with the Lord. 
And as you've been watching, as you've been listening to what the Lord was saying through Pastor Gary, you sense the Spirit of God drawing you back, speaking to you, saying you need to get back to that place that you used to be. Uh, Get back to that place in your giving. Get back to that place in your praying. Get back to that place in your obedience. It's, and the Lord wanted you to know that he's not upset with you. He's not mad. He's not upset. He's just saying, I know what I can do through you and what I can provide to you. And the Lord is also saying that uh, there are those that are saying, you're looking at the situations of life with the pandemic. We're not meeting for church like we used to. And maybe even your finances have begun to, uh, you begin to struggle in that area. And the Lord's just saying, don't you know what I can do with you, what I can do through you, what I can bring into your life? If you just get back up, dust yourself off, and begin to meet with me again on a daily basis, begin to get back into the Word, and begin to move forward. As I was listening to Pastor Gary preach this, I was just thinking, wow, he hit three of my non-negotiables in my life. Uh, there are just there are certain things that I have. I have a list of non-negotiables that are areas that uh, I won't compromise in because they're kingdom truths, they're spiritual truths. And yes, though we may go through some times where we struggle, may go through some times where uh, situations seem to be a little stressful or maybe situations that we don't quite understand why things are happening. One thing that I'm assured of And the Lord has shown me that if we will keep these non-negotiables in place, uh, just like Pastor Gary said, it, it keeps the windows of heaven open to where you will come to the other side. Being a Christian doesn't mean that we won't ever encounter hardships in life. What it means is that when we do encounter those things, uh, we're enabled through his spirit, through his grace, to carry us through, through his promises, to take us through to the other side and bring us into that rich place. And when we get to that other side, we can then encourage others that are going through those times as well. So if you heard the Holy Spirit, if you sensed him saying, come on, get back up, uh, I want, let's get moving again, let's, let's pick up where we were and start moving forward, uh, I'd like to pray with you today. And so if you'll just join me in prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you're such a good God, a loving Father. Lord, you don't ever condemn us. You're never mad at us. You're a God who is always encouraging and always wanting to bring the best into our life. Because you know who you are. You know what you have. You know how vast the kingdom of God is. And so, Lord, we thank you for helping us, drawing us, leading us, moving us forward. And so, Lord, we repent today of our complacency. And we say, Lord, we're sorry. And Lord, we want to get back up and we're going to start today moving with you again and hearing your voice and moving in those areas that you lead us and you guide us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you that you're in us. Thank you, Lord, for bringing vision and revelation and understanding into our lives and helping us to move forward, showing us the step-by-step plan uh, that you have for each one of us. And so, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. I speak healing to each one today. Devil, no, you don't. You're not going to put shame on the people today. We come against that shame right now in the name of Jesus. We cast that off. That's not our place. We are children of God. We're in the family of God. 
And this is family business we're talking about today. So, Lord, we thank you and we give you the praise for all the goodness that you're bringing into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you. It's been wonderful being with you today. We look forward to being with you next week.